You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Grand Brothers Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. Yeah. I'm your host, Stephen White, and with me is Todd Stark. Hello. And John Taylor. Hi. Guys, how are you doing this week? Right. Good. How was your trip to my ass last it was week? In, it was insanely large for some reason. Yeah, yeah. well, you're insanely <laughs> I was, small. I was That's kind why. of curious. Why is this place so large? Because you're so small. Yeah. I don't think that, I'm not that small. Yes, very no, much. No, 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 no. I'm not a does. very small dude. I'm average. Your, but your ass was very mm, large. Mm, <laughs> you got something you need to share with the class? I ain't heard any about uh-huh. the being average. Well, instead of let's get off ass talk, so <laughs> you know that's where you want to go. What, what, what have we been inside. playing this week? I've been playing The Witcher, and I noticed one thing this week about The Witcher. As good as like everybody said, this game is beautiful. And when I first played it, yeah, I did. You know, I thought the same thing. But I really think, and I could get hate mail from one person. Because it's all lessons. Uh, I think Shadow of Mordor looks better than The Witcher. I'm saying it now. Okay. I really do. I'm I'm not gonna disagree. Now you're you're referring to which Witcher? Witcher three. Okay. Witcher three, The Wild Hunt. Now I don't know why. I don't know. Uh, I'll say that it is more colorful. Witcher three is way more colorful and possibly bigger in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. A lot more sure. to do. Yeah. And maybe that's. But I don't I don't know if it's the the PS4 Pro boost mode, just giving it just that little extra something. And I know The Witcher doesn't have that update yet, mm-hmm. so maybe that's it. I don't know. I mean, there, sure. there are some some good plays. I mean, I, I've been playing The Witcher three as well, and right. there there are some points in there, especially sun up, sun down. Yes. it can look very gorgeous. Right mm-hmm. now, but I understand saying, what you mean. Yeah, I'm not saying that it doesn't look gorgeous. I'm just saying that. I've been playing Shadow of Mordor, and then I just swapped this about four days ago. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that Shadow of Mordor looked better. It definitely plays better. The control-wise, the way that it moves around, I feel like The Witcher is a little clunky. I've mm-hmm. forgotten that. You know, like it's like I think you said you had the same problem when you're trying to light up something or you're trying to go grab uh, something on the ground. Yeah. You have to be in a certain damn spot. Now, that is a little aggravating. Yes. And you like... I get to the point where when I, I run by something and, and I see the button pop up, and I'm trying to hit it real quick, and it doesn't work. Mm. And you're like, well, shit. It's, it's aggravating. Mm. So I'm yeah. just like, I'm not even getting the damn mushroom right there. Because <laughs> John likes getting mushrooms. Whoa. Because that hey, was his whoa, whoa. Uh, favorite I thing about Monster Hunter. There's, oh, look, he can he was dip down have and the got inf- they, damn don't have mushrooms. the infinity little popper thing. You know, <laughs> he don't have that. No. See, I put it in a satchel that has like limited spots no 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 you have limited spaces in you your satchel Six, yes you have You're, 60 you have a I weight said. You I have, said you have limited space in your satchel but then you said no you don't when um, I said I was talking about the unlimited for the the monster hunter we're not talking about monster hunter that's anymore. what you just said I swapped it on you you son of a bitch <laughs> god John, John what have you been playing I actually dusted off Rocket League oh, yeah. I've been playing that pretty hardcore 
I was very bad. <laughs> well, I mean, that's par for the course. Yeah, you don't know what they're talking about. You're so bad. There's no internet. Uh, yeah, I, I was very, games. very bad from when I stopped playing. I was. It was very hard for me to get back into it. But it was fun. I had a blast every time I play it. HughesNet would be better than you. If, if yeah. you were... Every episode. <laughs> I'm going to until HughesNet calls me and says, we're Would you so please sorry. stop trash talking us on the internet? Yeah, I'm sorry. Five people have called me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can't even, when I watch the commercial, the bird flaps his wings that fast. It's bullshit. He does not flap his wings that fast in real life. He makes one half a flap and it's like, Cheet! loading, loading, loading. <laughs> yeah. Buffering, buffering. Loading. And then oh, yeah, like buffering. the old guy talks to his granddaughter. That is not happening. Your family will break up before you get to talk <laughs> on using it. That's my one time for this week. But that's fine. I mean, yeah. I guess it's uh, it's going to be your gag now. It's not my gag. They gag me when I think of them. <laughs> I want to <laughs> throw up. Pay us this money for slowing it. $95, 15 gig. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you, Steven? What have you been playing? Well, along with The Witcher 3, I've also been playing this little mobile game. Uh, and I think you can find it on PCs called uh, Slayaway Camp. Have y'all no, heard I of that? No, I don't play stupid uh, games. No, no, no. This is actually a really cool game. It, it, plays, it, it pays homage to uh, horror films. Like Summer Camp? In, in a manner of speaking, I, I, Friday the 13th would be the one that you, you mm-hmm. get a sense of it first. But the more you play the uh, levels and things like that, it, it plays off of uh, Halloween and Jaws gotcha. and things like that. But essentially, it's a puzzle game. Uh, and it'll lay out a, a section, you know, a little area. Yeah. And you have to figure out the puzzle, how to kill all the people within the room. Because you have only a certain set of movements that you can make. I'm sorry. Hold your. There was just a groundhog on the porch. Okay. Was that? <laughs> yeah. What? Was that important? It was. He looked in the window. He's like, "What's going on? Can I go get him?" No, he went. He ran. Oh, he's that's way. fine. He's gone now. Okay, back to summer camp. Right. Slayaway camp. Slayaway camp. Slayaway camp. Slay-away. You got to kill everybody in the room. Now, when you say you got to kill everybody in the room, like you're so sitting you'll there, you'll have uh, about three or four people. And do they know that you're set the killer? Up. Right? Yeah, that's ah. it. It'll be set up a certain way. They'll be oh, s- nope. set up a certain way. Right. So. Your movements are direct, are just direct movements. If you move left, you go all the way left. If you go up, you go all the way up. Mm-hmm. So you have okay. to move within those confines. Right. So you have to figure out how to get to each one of them and kill them. Now, if you come up behind, beside one, they will move right. because they're they're scared that you you wind up there. So sometimes, if there's maybe like a hole or a fire or something like that, they'll hop in a fire. Right. Okay. Cool. So you can push them into that. That's part of the the puzzle. Scheme. So each one, each level, they have their own additions to how you can kill them. Uh, you can unlock new characters, which are based off of you know other horror icons. Like I think one of the very first uh, extra killers that I unlocked was the Tentacle from uh, Maniac Mansion. <laughs> and Day of the Tentacle. Too. Yeah. So I thought that was that was pretty cool. Um, and then there there have been a handful of others, but I, I don't know. It's it's a I don't play it a lot. But it's just one of those I'll pick up when I've got a few moments to kill and right. I'll try to figure out. And, you know, you at first, right a lot of the puzzles seemed a little uh, tricky but good in a good way. But there's actually a puzzle I'm stuck on right now and I can't figure it out for anything. I have been stuck on it for weeks. Well, I'll figure it out. If you can, by all Well, let means. me ask you this, Loki. So, like, if you're... I, I'm assuming that people in the room, they are not facing you. And you have to figure out... You have to face, like, come straight at them to kill them. Yeah, if if 
depending on, say, if you're standing in one spot and the person, there's a person to your left or your right, and you press in that direction, you're automatically going to kill them. Okay. Once you you head in their direction, if you like I said, if you come up beside them, they'll run. Right. Okay. So if you're like they're one space over, and you go over, and then when you go over, you have to go up. Well, when you go up, you end up right beside them. They're going to move, so it's going to change everything. Now, whenever you move, say you move all the way over to the right, you're not killing anybody, but you're getting in line to kill somebody. Does other people move after you make a move? No. So they're Everyone all will stay stationary that, unless, unless you come up beside them. Okay, hmm. gotcha. Yeah. So it, it adds to that puzzle element to it. They even have, <laughs> which I thought was it's kind of humorous, is uh, they have animals, and you can't kill animals. So you'll have a cat in the room, and if the cat runs away or you kill the cat it'll call animal cruelty and <laughs> game it? over yeah that's it 299 mm-hmm. is it's it worth it? it i don't get it I'll check it out all right well since i've sold a few extra copies of slay away camp <laughs> uh, let's move on to the news the let's move on to the news there's a little bit of news this week there's, surprisingly you know yeah i didn't think there was at first but the more i started digging i, I found a few interesting little bits I jotted this down since I know that I've been playing The Witcher and you said that you'd been playing The Witcher is on November 1st. There's going to be a Witcher coloring book. Nice. A coloring book. A coloring book for ooh, adults. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, when is the uh, Witcher... Nah, I'm not trying to change the subject. The Witcher coming to Netflix. You know, because they're, they're coming... They're I, I don't know. I haven't heard any news about that just yet. Uh, other than... Is it going to be like an actual announced. show or is it going to be like... Look like the game. Like an animated... I'd kind of, I kind of expect it to be uh, if they're going to do it on Netflix. Why not go the Castlevania route? Yeah, like they did. Well, aren't they doing that? They're doing Castlevania, right? They, they yeah. already have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What three? Where you been? But it's animated. Yeah, Where and I think yeah. the The Witcher is animated also. Okay, and that would well, be that's, fine, what yeah. that's what we're just saying. We don't mm-hmm. know. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it would be good. Keep up, Todd. I'm Got sorry. I'm trying to download this game at the same time, and it's making me do all this new verification because somebody <laughs> in Wang Dung tried to. <laughs> had the same uh i guess they tried to get into my apple id ah. uh, i had to change everything now it's making me verify sorry well, see, guys. That, that's what security measures are for damn people yeah, in wang dung i don't even know worship what it's called <laughs> wang dung but again yeah a witcher coloring book we're gonna need a lot of red for that i'm sure oh that'd be awesome that'd be cool if it has a the blood red blood. maybe a little green maybe a little green maybe mm-hmm. it has for smoke trees. green but there's a lot of grass there's a ton of fucking there's grass there's a lot of grass mm-hmm Yellow and green. said the F word about grass. I mean, That's okay. I can't help it. Now, there was another story that came out this week that I thought was kind of interesting. Have either of you heard of a PC game called House Party? This yeah. is not yeah, the yeah, kid I've and play. <laughs> I've never played it, but I did see the, yeah, the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they said that it came out uh, on June 30th. It's a game very much in the vein of like Leisure Suit Larry. Yes, I remember that game back um, in the day. They said it released on PC like via early access. There was some controversy that arose from the game due to content that was pornographic in nature, but they never really specified what it was. I don't see the problem. They either. fixed it, though, right? Well, they said that they it had it was removed from Steam a few days ago, but it's it's actually back on Steam right, right now. What happened is developer Eat Games said that they had a message from Steam where they just kindly suggested you maybe remove it and fix the bugs, and then they'll they'll put it back on the store for them if they'll just. Take care of this because apparently they got some complaints. But again, it's never clear what exactly it was. However, if you have played the game, apparently you know what they're talking about. I don't know. I, I guess no. I, I'd have to really dig and see what exactly. Well, it's a date simulator, right? 
pretty much. Yeah, something like And you're like pretty it. much trying to score with chicks sure. at a party. Yeah. Right? Okay, so that is like just like laser suit Larry. But whatever whatever they fixed, essentially it came down to sensor bars. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I read something about that. that. That's about it. So for that, they, they put up a patch. However, this is the cool part, is Eat Games said that if you do not want the sensor bars, they have a patch that you can get off of Steam to fix all that. For That's free. Good. I would not <laughs> yeah. want censored bars. I don't understand yeah. the big deal because you can probably get Witcher on Steam. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's lots of screwing around in that now, game. Man. Yeah, exactly. So, what? I mean, it would have to be something. Play so like there must Stone be like Park. some dong and entry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's sort of like, like he's legit six and pixel the place where John Hey, went. we got to see a handful of dong in, what is it, 1886, The Order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't know about the hands. There's dong, there's dong in GTA yeah. online. Yeah, yeah. With that downloadable content. Huh? The, the downloadable content? Oh, no, no, no. No, there's a, there's a profile, cult yeah. camp up there. They're, all the dudes are pantless. They've yeah. got their dongs hanging out like you straight hung, up. You hung there for a little while, didn't you? Yeah, but yeah, wow. just pick on the little guy. Mouth, That's all it is. Mouth drooling. I was. Uh, <laughs> I hang out there all the time. And that's probably where you were last week <laughs> when you were on assignment. Hey, man. Don't worry about all it. All day long. All night long. All night long. Well, yeah, but... I don't know. It, it's kind of piqued my interest. Anytime something gets controversial, I think it kind of piques someone's I, interest. Anytime dongs related, I'm in. Yeah, I'm yeah. already clicking on that. Yeah, dongs. I'm dong. there. So what's this I mean, about? I was so happy when the dude tried to log into my Apple ID from Wang Dong. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to that place. So uh, I don't know if any uh, either of you heard about the uh, issue with the mini SNES pre-order. Yeah, Sorry, the bug on Walmart. Yes, where they uh, yeah. jumped the gun with pre-orders and they had to pull them down because Nintendo was like, no, 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 it's not, 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 not yet. yet, not, not yet. yet, guys. Don't jump the gun. Yeah. We won't. We don't. We only have five percent. So they have to give everybody a refund. They had to. Yeah. Well, they just oh, uh, really. I believe they just. It was like it never even happened. Like Serve Pro rolled in that place. <laughs> <laughs> they they said they pulled them down and they of course this obviously made everyone who made a pre-order. You know, pissed. I think Ronnie oh, no at doubt. work did that. Did he? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ronnie, if you're listening, I, I don't know if that's true. I remember you telling me the story, though. <laughs> he's he's assuming he shouldn't do that. No, but I really do think he did that. I think he, or he tried to, and it was already closed. Gotcha. He okay. was, you know, how that happens. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get in there, and you're waiting, the little wheel spinning. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, it stops, and he don't have the pre-order. Mm-hmm. And I think that he, then he read the same thing we read. Gotcha. Well, they said that Nintendo actually this week did confirm that it is officially will be available for pre-order later this month before its actual release on September 29th. Okay, I gotta get a date. I gotta get ready for that. Yeah. I want. I do. You, want do this. you think this will sell out like the? Oh yes. no doubt. Yes, it's it's like, gonna they be gotta... eat up on eBay, God, and I can't stand that. I mm. wish that there was no pre-orders. I wish it was just hey, we're not gonna tell you when they're coming out, but they might show up at Walmart someday. Yeah. You know, just, have, uh, and you can only buy one. That would be utter chaos. Yeah. That's fine. You can only buy one. I mean, all I want is one. I don't want two. But or three. you got people buying twelve and thirteen and putting them on eBay. And that's that's where they need to have a sale limit for people. Right. And don't mm. don't allow that. Yeah. Okay. Two. Get two. Mm. But man, like that just makes me mad when people do that. And like, I can understand buying one for yourself and one to put on eBay. I can totally understand that. I've done it before mm. or attempted to. <laughs> But people buying 13 of them, and that's all they got is 13, and then Walmart letting you do that. I guess Walmart doesn't care. You're yeah. just making money. But As long as they sell them, they're not going to care. Yeah, they're no. not. They're not going to care. But at the same time, uh, Nintendo pisses me off because they only make 
a limited number of these things when right. they know that everybody and their grandma. And they come up with the BS one. excuse like, "Oh, we didn't realize it was going to be this popular." You're when everybody right. on the internet is going crazy up until they when they first Dude, announced uh, it. If you want to know, just gauge yourself before the NES Classic came out. See how many people's trying to buy just an old NES on eBay. Mm-hmm. These these things are selling like crazy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's websites where you can go DK Oldies. I go there all the time. Mm-hmm. Loki like, games. Lo- Loki games. Yeah. They sell. That's all they sell. And you can't tell me that that's not profitable because yeah. they've been there for ten years now. Maybe yeah. the bottom falls out one day, but right now it's not. The bottom's not falling yeah. out. I mean, the only price is just getting higher and higher. That's all right. it is. But I did talking about that. I seen Amazon's been going around with a treasure truck. Have you seen this? Uh-uh. Yeah, like they said, they're going to you know, certain cities. I don't know what it pertains to. I don't know what the truck looks like. I don't know any of that. But I did read that the treasure truck, and they're selling the NES Classic out of it, nice. along with other things. But mm-hmm. that was oh, a pretty cool little deal. Right. Only if you can find it. Yeah. yeah. If they show up in Lebanon, I'll take a dump somewhere. That's empty so my bank account. Nobody comes to Lebanon. No. There was one time. Uh, I think I can't remember how old I was. I know I was a kid, probably about a twelve or thirteen. Nintendo had one of their little trucks uh, where they shipped all their games and everything like that. Had a little tournaments, and I found them in Cookville, uh, and it was just random, out of the blue. We went, we happened to be going down that way, and there it was. And I was like, "Oh my God, what is this, Mom? Can I go over there? Can I go over there?" And she's like, "Yeah, go ahead." And it was like, "Oh my God." Like, yeah. what is this? And there were games everywhere, Super Nintendo games, and then they had little tournaments going on where people could go up there and compete, and it was just the coolest thing ever. I'd never seen it again. Hell yeah. That, <laughs> that's the thing. Like Back then, that was how that happened. You didn't know about it. It just happened. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. miss that. It'd be I easier today days. because all you have to do is put out a tweet. Yeah. So hey, I don't like come that. here. If you're in this area, come here. We are here today playing games. Mm-hmm. See, that? That's I miss. It takes uh, away the magic it of it. It does, you know? man. There's so much wonder when you went to Walmart and there was... 30 games hanging up. Yeah. You didn't know what the... You, you bought what looked cool from the cover art. Mm-hmm. Cover art's just a disappointment these days now. You know, yeah. used to be a big deal. Um, I, I bought Mario Brothers and Contra because of the cover of it. It's, I want it. <laughs> Contra looked like uh, Aliens, you know, or, yeah. or Predator. Predator. Mix. That's why I bought it. Somebody else on The that. lady talked me, tried to talk me out of getting Mario Brothers. This is really hard. You know, you're only like... Seven or eight. You can't play so it. you got to start somewhere. Well, give me the damn game, lady. Shut <laughs> your mouth, lady. I'm a payer. <laughs> well, speaking of Mario, that was a good segue. Uh, yeah, uh, is, uh, working hard. Super Mario Odyssey got its official age rating this yeah. this week, and it was uh, E10, which first is the first for a Mario game. Oh, now, what do, you, what do you guys think it exactly We're going to say Mario's dumb. He's Mario's gonna, dumb. Yeah. Peach is going to show a little more cleavage this time around. Peach is going to show that fuzz. <laughs> And an E10, come on. I'm just saying. It's just fuzz. She's going to show some cleavage this time around. Well, they said that the Australian classification for the game lists mild violence and themes, but... That's probably what what it is. What exactly? I mean, what are we talking about? Is he getting a little more crazy with the Koompa stomp? No, New Dog City, right? Yeah. New Dog's... That's hard. You know what I'm saying? They're on the streets. (laughs) New Donk? Yeah, New Donk. I heard that's like, you know... They'll be selling smack out there. We'll walk Banana down the smack. road. We'll do look like Gary Coleman walk by and say, I got that weed and them good rolls. <laughs> you know, that's that's probably the E10 right there. That's what it probably. is. So there, all right. So, But it's fine. I mean, it's still a Mario game. I don't feel like an E10 is going to matter all that much. No, I don't really Mario. know what. It, 
A if they said that Mario was killing somebody and this is a uh, teen game, I might be like, oh, okay, this yeah. is... But we're talking E10. We're talking going from a G to a PG. He could let out a fart and it would get it an E10. Right, right. So, That's what I'm guessing. He takes my, a dump. Yeah, he could be... Like where it starts out, he's on a damn crapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he goes into this oh, new Oh, my pipes for. are clogged up. Oh, the pipes are clogged. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Luigi, get the plunger. <laughs> Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Um, Monster Hunter uh, XX. John is, I guess that's what it's yeah. called. Is this one where he scrapes the... No, no, no. Scrape. This isn't Monster Hunter World. This is Monster Hunter oh. XX. That's what I'm X-X. calling it. Because... X-X. Or double, because, double Cross. That's what they oh, call it. Oh. Double Cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Uh, it releases in uh, August 25th in Japan for the Switch. It will have a new DLC after its uh, release, including crossover costumes with... Fire Emblem and Zelda, which is something they've been doing with the last cool. couple of games. Yeah. However, there is no word on a Western release. My question, do you think that this is something to satiate fans of the NES because there is no word that Monster Hunter World will come to the Switch? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't I don't think that I hope Capcom it doesn't come to the won't. Switch. I don't think it will. I don't think Capcom will I, think, I don't think the Switch can handle it. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't want it to if it can't. I don't mm-hmm. I don't want it to be dumbed down at all. Yeah. There's no it's, point in dumbing it down. If, no. It's getting no. too many these, voices. You know, the, I don't know. they got these new, con- not new consoles. Obviously, Xbox One and PS4 are a little more powerful than that. Or, you know, can run things a little better. And, of course, you got the Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro, a little more powerful than their predecessor. Of course, Xbox One X, a lot more powerful. Mm. And I just don't want it to be dumbed down. I want to see what these, what it can look like on those because we haven't seen that. No. I think I'm excited that. for the Monster Hunter World. Because you get to scrape up barnacles. Yeah. I can scrape it up with y'all. Yeah, Maybe scrape exactly. shit off your ass. Yeah, as long as you know get somebody gets it. out of HughesNet. Wait for <laughs> That's, like, yeah, that's right. Guys, don't bother me. I'm playing Slay Away Camp. Are you? <laughs> Either of you have any news before I continue? Oh, let me see here. I do. I wanted to just announce, like, for everybody, if you're listening, that um, John's getting married. What? That's that's not my. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, but he is. He yes, is getting married. Congratulations, Congratulations, John, on that, thanks, by the way. Guys. Appreciate you that. You can quit going in my ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, they announced that uh, they've sold 3 million copies. I think nice. that's a pretty big feat for, uh, you know, console exclusive. And a new IP at that. Yeah, you know, and that's, absolutely. That just solidifies that there's it's going to keep going. And, that's, and we need to see more success stories yes. like that. I know that this is a AAA title, in a manner of speaking. Um, but, like you said, new IPs, the fact that they can manage that, they can get to that point, that shows that we do need new IPs in the gaming world we don't need to continue to get hammered with what call of duty and i know we keep going to that but there are so many games i'm just saying yeah i mean i like call of duty don't get me wrong yeah i like every kind of game i I think there's a place for any kind of game indies uh triple a's uh shooters whatever but i cannot just i cannot play just one game forever yeah and if I started playing Call of Duty uh, at World at War, you know, and, and Call of Duty 4, you know, and that really started taking off. But those games are, in a sense, the same game. Yeah. You, you know, some of them, hey, you can run on a wall now. Hey, you get these suits. You can jump. You can double jump. You know, but yeah. still, those games feel the same. And I'm not knocking that. That's great. They are successful games. You know, no the, every year they're the highest selling game unless Grand Theft Auto 5 is out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But 
I, like I said, I cannot just play one game. I want to experience everything. See, I'm the same with uh, Assassin's Creed. I'm, for, for whatever reason, and it must be the open world sandbox setting, I'm a sucker for those games. Yeah. But I don't necessarily go out of my way to play the new one when they come out. It's more, I kind of get into a mood. Like when Syndicate came out, I didn't jump on it immediately. But then there was a sale, uh, I'd probably say earlier in the year. And I thought, I haven't played Assassin's Creed in a while. I want to go back and play it. You know, I want to I try a new one. Right. So I got that when it was pretty cheap. And then I, I, I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. But I do have fun with those games. I know that there are a lot. But it's not something I must go play immediately. It's something I'll just get around to at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. So, John, do you got any news? Yeah, I got a game that's coming out shortly. I don't know when. they ain't no release date. But it's what called... a game you made? No. Wild West Online. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Yes. It's like a, from what I saw, the trailer and the developer guy, they were talking about it, but it looks like a Grand Theft Auto, what was it, Red Dead Redemption with the Grand Theft Auto Online mixed together. Hmm. So they're trying to beat Red Dead Redemption 2 online out. Yes, they're trying much. to, yeah, I guess that. But it's like, it's a, it's like a legit West Wild West game. Like you can be a, like a prospector, go out mining gold and silver but you could also be a bandit and go and steal his stuff if you want to. Or you could be like a herbalist and go out and just scrape the little. You could go out be. A, you could be a, I guess, a farmer and go be a, get your little infinity canister and then scrape the leaves into it. <laughs> or you can be a bandit and go steal his infinity canister and sell that shit. So you can either be a farmer, a bandit, uh, be a, a bandit, lawman, bounty hunter. Can you be a lawman? Yeah, that's what you just said. Yeah. Oh, I'm, my name would be White Earp. White Earp. I'm sure that name's already White gone. White Twerk. White twerk. Yeah, <laughs> come like on, be, be original, man. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I would yeah. call myself white twerk. Uh, it says that's what I saw though. It's like right now in the early access deal. It's like the only way you can really make money is if you're you can be a bounty hunter and go catch another online character who just who stole from the the main little pub. You steal whiskey right. and people right gambling. You, you cheat at gambling. You get caught. Your bounty starts going up. Right. So, I mean, you keep doing bad things. Your bounty keeps going up and higher and higher and higher. And then if you're a bounty, like if you want to go get some money, just click on his name at the at the sheriff's office at the main little bounty hunter. And he just keeps doing bad things. Of course, his bounty keeps going up, so you can go click on him. But if when you go get him, he could have a whole posse of dudes he's already hired. Or he could just unplug. <laughs> or he can just like exit out like, I'm done. You ain't getting <laughs> my money, guys. They need to punish him if they do that. Oh, I'm sure they're, it's already in there because... I mean, from what I saw, it's a massive game. It's pretty huge. But yeah, I'm excited for that one. It looks very fun. It's PvP or PvE missions, of course. And in the main little pubs, there's like gambling. You can change your outfit, upgrade your weapons, get better horses. And, you know, I don't think you can get property, like a little hat. You can get like a camp, upgrade your camp when you go out in the wilderness have like I don't know, upgrade it like change your clothes bed all that stuff. you can upgrade it in different ways See, that's bs they didn't change clothes in the wild west uh, you're right they just have want the same set of clothes forever and ever hmm. yeah. Right. yeah and yeah they, they've uh they're already adding missions like there's a, a train robbery uh mountain man i don't know what that is yeah you live in the mountains you big yeah. dummy i don't know i'm just adding they're already adding stuff to it as i'm looking at their website yeah, I'm excited for it. It looks very fun. And it looks like it's made by 612 Games. 612 Games. I'm, Six I'm intrigued because I don't think we see enough Western games. That, yeah. that whole genre yeah. I think is uh, relatively untapped. It's not been 
hit on outside of Gun and uh, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, you know, they had a run there for a little while. Do you remember that one on PC? It was like it was nothing really, but draw like can you draw faster than this guy oh hmm. do you remember that game uh, it sounds familiar sure. i think i know what you're talking it, about it looked almost like it was uh do you remember um how mortal Kombat was almost photorealistic mm-hmm. like digitized it was mm-hmm. kind of like that and, and they were just like they smart was it like you. the first part faster you click or something yeah it was like a yeah you had to click it, click it really quick like up down up click or something like i that. can't remember it was something like yeah yeah you had to draw the gun you had to, it's yeah. on pc you had to draw the gun and then i'm sure it was like the first person to click because that's pretty easy i'm sure yeah. it was like a no we're not talking down. about one two switch <laughs> well another piece of uh, interesting news i've got uh, this isn't really a game but it's a game that we've talked about uh, i love uh, another world or out of yeah. this world yeah uh, it's going to reach its uh, 25th anniversary this year, and to celebrate, uh, Black Screen Records and the Digital Lounge decided to produce a physical release of the soundtrack on vinyl. Cool. On vinyl. See, so that's been a big thing lately. I was just going to say, when it, I hope if you said that, mm-hmm. uh, I've seen something about like The Last of Us and other games like that are uh, Uncharted, or they're, ha- they're having vinyl releases. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, they're actually going to produce two versions of vinyl. It's going to be your traditional black and then an orange version. And they're because going to sell, which they're actually sold out already in the U.S. Well, on pre-order. Shit, of course, <laughs> it's always sold out in the U.S. Uh, but there will be a CD version if you want that, I and it, they it. range price range from I somewhere. I have a CD player. It's yeah. the vinyl, you know what I mean? It's just cool to have a vinyl. Yeah, hang yeah. it up on your wall. I'm glad that that's never, you don't see people like, i got to go buy this CD. Yeah. yeah. No, because you want to go buy the vinyl. And they still got record stores. But the prices on those, they range from 14 to $70. But you can also get a digital version for 8 on the $14 one. $14 one. Is that vinyl? I, I would assume that's the CD. No, I would I'm, imagine. $70 for the vinyl? The vinyl is probably like the most expensive. I'd say $70 vinyl for the orange one. Since it'll probably be the, the one everyone wants. Yeah. Orange vinyl, you don't see John, very often. hold Sorry. on to your stuff. Sorry. Son. I got slipper hands. <laughs> Sweaty what hands. I? I got sweaty hands. Get that Astro Glider in your hands. Sure. <laughs> uh, have either of you heard of a game called Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap? No. Yeah, okay, no. I've heard. I don't know anything about it. Okay, I've just heard of it. Maybe. I read a story yesterday, uh, a couple of days ago. Apparently, this game has actually been out, uh, I think, since April of this year on digital, at least on PSN. Mm-hmm. It might be available on uh, other platforms. But uh, that's just where I happen to be looking. This is uh, Wonder Boy was an old game that I think was on the Sega Master System. They just recently redid the version that's on the uh, digital PlayStation right now. Right. And they the entire design of it, it's very that animated style, kind of like a boy and his blob. Dragon Lair? Yeah, kind of in that same sense. But I don't, uh, in saying that, you know, it was like Cuphead, I don't feel like they hit the same level of perfection like they did in Cuphead. Right. Because... That seems like a cartoon you're just watching, whereas yeah, this, they're very crazy. animated characters, and it looks like a cartoon, but you can still tell it's a video game. Right. You know what I mean? I understand. That, that kind of design, but it's it's still gorgeous. Cuphead so, looks like a legit cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Seen a lot of trailers on it. Yeah. But uh, despite this game had already been out for a while, uh, a Limited Run Games released a physical release of this game, uh, 8,000 copies. 500 or 5,000 were standard, 3,000 were like limited edition, and they sold out within two minutes. Two minutes. That's like Aerosmith tickets. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's insane. And why you would need a physical copy of this, I don't know if you already had a digital copy, but I guess... Some people like physical. I I think that's one reason why you'll never see everything go totally digital. 
Mm-hmm. You might see just like this. Hey, uh, every game's digital, but hey, also, this game's so popular, we're going to release a physical copy just for the people that like to buy that copy. That's, the the I think, where we're heading. It, it's quite interesting that <laughs> because to me, I... I like having the digital. If I get a yeah. physical copy, it's fine. But I, I don't. I've leaned more toward digital now, just because of the ease of it. Yeah, it's just I can get it and I'm done. You know, I don't have to go out hunting for it. Um, but they said on August 11th, the same people who did that version, limited uh, run games, they're going to release a physical release of Night Trap, which is coming out uh, here very soon on PSN. Lacia was excited for Night Trap. She was. She's ready she's, to stream that game. Yeah, she's so going to stream ready. that game. I have no That doubt. game is a turd. <laughs> but it is probably going to be fun to stream. Yeah, because be you can, you can sit there and make fun of every bit of it yeah. with everybody. She'll so, yeah, that's that. going to be fantastic. And speaking of uh, physical release games, uh, Friday the 13th had a physical release yes, uh, announced for Friday the 13th. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. October. <laughs> Uh, they said with an exclusive Jason skin, which is just Friday. It's, and pissed everybody off. Yes. It's part three Jason with blood. Do you care? Yeah. No. No. Not okay. enough to it's a skin. throw a fit about it. Yeah. And then some extra counselor gear like you care. Yeah. I'm sure it'll, if you give it time, it's going to come to a DLC download. Yeah. Either way. I'm pretty the, sure the it fa- will. The fact that fans are getting mad over skins. Well, it's like on. I've said, like the only one that never needs to be released is the Kickstarter of Savani. Tom Salvini. 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 That yeah. one right there is the Should only the one only that doesn't one. need yes. to be. Keep that one released. There is a reason for yes. that. Yes. yes. Because yes. if you're sitting there looking at Kickstarter and you're like, ooh, I can't wait for this game to come out. I'm just not willing to put any money in on it. Then you lose out. Yes. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like it's not like that game was a huge secret. No. When they were doing the Kickstarter. No. I, I mean, I, I regret that I didn't put any money yes. in, but I'm not pissed that I'm not going to get yeah. the Tom Sawyer. I mean, it's not like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool to look at, but it's, I mean, it's not like it's like, oh my God, it's a game changer. But what it does yeah. say is when you see stuff, it's like, oh man, that dude gave money to the yeah. Kickstarter. Yeah. That's he was in is. from the beginning. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So Sorry if everybody's out, running guys. around the damn Tom <laughs> Sylvani skin, you don't know who contributed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a great a, that's thing. A, all it is is a thank you. Yeah, that's a thank you skin. It's, exactly. it's pretty cool, and I think it shows how I don't know. I think they've they're supporting this game really well, yeah. despite it, all the hate they yes, continue it can to get. get and all, I think that speaks volumes to them as well to have to put up with all this right. nonsense and hatred and still be like, "Hey, let's just keep powering through it. We're going to do this." They have love for this game, right? And they're trying to appease everybody. Right. That's a lot like Hello Games with uh, No Man's Sky. Now, mm-hmm. I've left that game, but they are still putting... I mean, honestly, still they put big updates it. out for that game. They're still yeah. working on it. And <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to go back, but people that they haven't it, bought it yet, I mean, I, that might sell the game. Yeah. At least they're still working on it. But yeah. see, even with all those, like you said, you're not sure if you'd ever go back to it, but with all the updates that they're doing, if you were to go back to it, say in about... Say next year. Right. Just hypothetically, and they've done a bunch of updates. You may walk into a brand new game oh, and think, "Oh my god, possible. this is so much better than I remember," right. because you had such a bad yeah. experience. So it could it could very well be worth it. And I don't way. think that I had a bad I experience. Didn't, yeah. No, 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 no. It wasn't bad. It was. No. It just got boring. Right. Pretty yeah. quick. Right. It yeah. wasn't. I wanted it to be more populated than it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know it was cool that the fact that you was in an, an unlimited universe and you might run across somebody. But it'd been so cool if you could invite a friend and explore planets together with. Yeah, absolutely. That 
that was a missed opportunity yes. that they can still they can fix. still fix it if they ever introduce it where you could act like a true online game. I they think will. it it will do a comeback. Mm-hmm. They it will. They need to. Well, you know, one thing that I got got on my nerves too about that was every planet. None of the places had people on them. Well, they had the little creatures. Yeah, yeah but they, they were always in. Uh, they were always in the buildings or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, you talking about robots. like out there, like running around? Yeah. Like. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, like, uh, that you never rolled into a village anywhere. It seemed yeah. like you right. know you went to these space camps yeah. that apparently y'all set up, mm-hmm. but you wanted to see like a living, breathing yeah. community. Yeah, a community of, of this alien type or whatever. You know, it didn't seem like I ever ran into that. Uh, yeah, I would have loved to have come to a planet and seen like a full fledged city. You know, that you been cool. really got into something. That would have been huge. Now, granted, I'm sure there might be limitations to that. But yeah, considering, you know, it's the way it makes a planet mm. and it remembers it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's got some limits to it. But still, that would be that would be pretty cool. Before, maybe maybe in the future. Before yeah. we get off Friday the 13th, if y'all guys are listening, developers of Friday the 13th, please put a host migration in. Yeah. For the love of God. <laughs> Do us a favor because... We're we're not bitching. We're just saying, hey, there are a lot of there's a lot of salty players out there. They get mad when they get killed first off, and it just so happens they're the host. (laughs) And then they exit, they quit because oh, I'm not sitting here for at least twenty minutes to watch these guys run around. I am. It's part of the fun. Yeah. What? I always liked when I'm playing Call of Duty. You play on hardcore. You get killed. You don't come back. Part of the fun is watching how the match ends up. Yeah. Well, some people just can't stand oh, them because they're whiny babies. Get HughesNet and see how that feels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Justice 2, they teased that Cyrax may be their next DLC character. I don't even you know who Cyrax is. Is he a bug? From, from uh, Mortal Kombat. Cyrax. Oh, the robot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you, you kind of like No, didn't they, bring, didn't they bring Sub-Zero in? They did. Okay, I thought, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Makes sense. Do you, do you like that they, they put the Mortal Kombat characters in those games? I, no. I don't mind it. I think it's kind of cool. No, I think it's stupid. Well, John, it, my stomach's It kind of has a, a bit of interesting... I mean, it makes it interesting, but it's kind of like Mortal Kombat X isn't exactly an old game. Yeah. It's still fairly new, like two years old, maybe. I kind of feel like... Are you kidding me, dude? It's like five years old. What? That God. game is like five years old. I guess, I guess my stand on it is, as much as it is kind of cool to see Mortal Kombat yeah. characters, I guess I would, I'd love to see more uh, DC characters yes. in a DC game. I think, bring, yeah. Find up, you know, find some of the lesser known characters and bring them right. in as playables. That'd be that'd be more fun for I me. Think, I think. I think if they're gonna do that, they should just do one. Yeah, one Mortal they did, Kombat, like they did the first one. It was Scorpion. Scorpion, yeah. Yeah, it was just one, just mm-hmm. to throw them in there. Yep, and that would have been fine. Yeah. Uh, Activision said that they're considering more remastered titles since uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy is yeah. doing well. Yeah, and a lot they of people are pissed about that, and a lot of people what? are happy about that. Why do people get pissed? Because it's hard? People want brand new games all the time. That's oh, fine. Geez. It's but, fine, too, but oh like, why be pissed about it, you know? Yeah, You're going to get your brand new games. What What exactly is... The, if, if they're going out of their way to look at other games, how is that hurting games? I don't know. If you don't like I it, love don't get if you're it. putting Jesus. as much polish on <laughs> exactly. the, if you're putting as much polish on the remasters as they did on Crash Bandicoot, mm-hmm. I'm perfectly fine with it because that is a brand new game. Can you think of any games that they could do that with? Uh, Who Activision? Yeah, Activision. No, they don't have any other games with Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, honestly, like what do what else do they have that they could do that with? I don't arsenal. know what they own. I really don't know either. I was they, sitting there scratching my head on that as well. I, I know what they could do. Remember the old South Park game, the first one that came out. That was terrible. 
It was god awful. Uh, yeah, you tell, it's not it the like stick of truth. No, the, first the person, very first one. First yes. person shooter. First person type. shooter one. Mm-hmm. They need to redo that one just to redo it. It would be hilarious. Well, you're going to do it if you can't make money off of it. I'd buy it because <laughs> I, I bought the first one. It was just terrible, but I loved it. Well, let me ask you this. You know, there's a lot of rumors about Crash going multiplat. Mm-hmm. Do you think Multi-platform? it's going to happen? Multiplatform? Yeah. Why? Because Activision wants to make money. What'd I just say? Dude. Well, if they have... If they want to, I guess we can't stop them. <laughs> We're just three dudes with some microphones. <laughs> well, I can shove this up your ass and I guess stop I don't have I don't have any kind of qualms to say that they can't do that. Because I, mean, I just yeah. hate it. I hate it because... It was a PlayStation It exclusive. was their mascot. You know, I hate yeah. it. I wish they never would have sold it. Say, uh, you see Sonic now. He's everywhere. Okay. Yeah, that but you got no choice. Sega don't, <laughs> obviously, obviously. But Sega doesn't have a console anymore. I know. But I just mean, you know, it could happen. Yeah. You know, Crash doesn't really have that He is synonymous power. with Sony and the PlayStation. I think he should stay on PlayStation only, but that's just me. Because I'm like, I'm a big dude and Metal Gear Solid... When it was switched over to all platforms, mm-hmm. I died a little inside. And you know what? Like, I'm wondering if what because there's been screens with Xbox controls is what they're saying. I'm wondering if they're not seeing uh, a PC version. You it know, it's possible. Because let's be honest, when you're playing PC, a lot of people prefer the Xbox controller because it works with Windows 10 mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, what if that's what we're seeing? It's very well possible. Yeah. I mean, it's at least a, a PC version that's not uncommon. I think we yeah. see a lot more PC versions of the games come out than we do hopping around from different platforms. Because if right. you've got <clears throat> a game that's on a console, to see it on a PC doesn't really strike me as odd. I, so, and I can deal with that. I mean, a little more than I can say, hey, it's a coming to Xbox and it's in an Xbox, you know, container, you know, like mm-hmm. a car. Uh, Whatever you call those things, they come in. Case. 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 I, I, oh my words are gosh. hard sometimes, John. Wow. I donn't know what the hell you're talking about. You're yeah, all over the place. I'm sorry. I was, all I could think of was box. <laughs> anyway, uh, what about the... There were some rumors floating around this week about a Last of Us trilogy. Yeah, I've seen that. Any, cool. Saying that, part two, they're saying that there's rumors that it's going to Seattle. They said there's proof. Okay. Proof? I don't know exactly the like proof. like a screenshot? Yeah, like uh, I guess like people were looking at it and saying, "Hey, this area that they're showing right here is from Seattle." Now, is it that would the big be a complete thing? jump from one coast to the next. I mean, that's well, not necessarily because weren't they well, in? Where well, they were Boston? What, and weren't they in the Midwest? Philly? Weren't they in the Midwest with when they went to the dam, or the just the middle of America, pretty much? Yeah, now that you mention it, I think that, yeah, that's possible. Hey, that could make sense. I mean, they're going across the coast. They're yeah. trying okay. to find a better life. Because they did, I mean, that was, I didn't think about that, but that was a pretty good gap. So, yeah, yeah I guess that's I, not I can't too remember much where the dam was. I can't remember was it either. Wyoming or Colorado or something? It sounds about, Colorado sounds right. Yeah, so, that, I mean, it could be, plot. it could it could happen. If we're wrong, you can comment and yeah. tell us we're yeah, wrong. Yeah, Cuss us out or whatever, it's fine. Hey, ain't gonna comment. Well, we we taunt them, and, and they will. <laughs> I would love for them to comment, but I never see comments. It's fine, it's fine. Uh, they said that uh, this week, I guess Robert Kirkman said this, is that Clementine will never, ever, ever cross over onto the show. But so upset. But he said the show. <laughs> now, granted, I know the comics don't really correlate. And well, I Glenn was in the game. That is true. So That's what, I'm what it? Well, now I mean, she's not going to meet Glenn in the thing. You know, he's dead. 
because the they could deviate alert. at some point. I'd love to see her in the comics, but I also understand letting the game allow that to be her story and not have to deal with anybody. So I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. It's fine. She got to meet some of the characters from the comics, at least yeah. two or three. But it would be cool if on the TV oh, yeah. show all of a sudden, you know, you have to explain it, you know, like maybe, maybe in the game, a, a you know, nod. she maybe a cameo. on the hat. A cameo. Yeah, or, or like in the game, you know, like next next season is her final season, right? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be strictly about her this time, yeah, if yeah, I remember that's, right. That's what they said. So why not? Yeah, hey, she means. hears rumors of Alexander in a safe zone, and I mean they're already. Where are they at? In where was the the new frontier? Where was that? Was that not uh, South Carolina or something like that? Oh no, no, not South Carolina. They're on the East Coast. Am I right? They'd have to be because if they ran into Jesus uh, while they were there, they would have to be near. Yeah. There you go, right there. Jesus is. Hey, I, I, we live in Alexandria. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Don't even explain it. Just have a cameo. You know, yeah. but but I understand kind of keeping her contained. They could do it like at the a, same time. It would be nice. They could do it like so in the, cool in the show. Though, just have her in the background, walking by in the same hat jacket, just in the background walking yeah, that's by. That's what I'm saying. Just have just something. Just, just have a little the hat. Yeah. Just have the hat and have her maybe come up to Rick or something and say, "Is there anything? Anything? Is there anything you want me to do? How can I help? No, it's okay. Or just yeah, that'd be that would be awesome. But I understand. I mean, Telltale probably owns Clementine. Yeah. It's possible. It would probably get into a whole mess with AMC. Yeah. But it would be cool. <laughs> it would definitely be cool. And it would it would tickle my fancy. Yeah. Just just a little. That's all we're asking. Just yeah, a cameo. Just, just say, hey, Clementine. Don't even show her. Just talk about her. Hmm. Clementine showed up last week, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was like, what, what, what? Oh, it's Clementine. She's in the show. Well, they said her <laughs> name. I'm happy. Or just say, Yeah, just say the name. Yeah. She's feeding Sheba. <laughs> Uh, Gamescom is coming up uh, in a couple of weeks on 23rd through 26th and uh, PAX West on September 1st to the 4th. You got any expectations on what we may see at those shows? I really don't because I know PAX likes a lot of the indie games. Mm -hmm. And I'm fine with that because they need their own little thing. Mm -hmm. They do, yeah. I'd love to see something uh, pop up. Something unexpected, but I, I don't have any... Real expectations right offhand. So, uh, fingers crossed. Hopefully, we'll get a lot of good news those weeks that we can chat about. All right, guys. We're going to move on to our interview section where we're talking to Gabriel Gutierrez about his upcoming game, Crumple. Uh, Gabe, it's nice to have you on the show, man. Yes. Good morning, guys. Morning. Good morning. (laughs) So, tell uh, tell our listeners and even John and Todd here, because they might not be as familiar with it as I am, about Crumple. Like, uh, Just give us a little rundown on the game itself. Sure. So Crumple is essentially a 2D puzzle platformer made in Flash. And what is about, it's about an envelope named Envy, so short for envelope. And it wakes up in a burning paper factory and it has to escape. So the game will be told in episodic series. And with that, um, you you will help Envy figure out what to do, where to go, Um, And as you're progressing through it, um, you will be able to um, discover why it ended up in there, why Envy ended up in there to begin with, what the cause of this massive fire is, because, you know, you got this, it it wakes up inside this factory that's burning to the ground. So that's essentially what what your your objective is, um, and trying to, you know, utilize, you know, different abilities and moves 
in the meantime. Uh, where did the game, the idea for this game come from? Because I feel like it's very unique. I've never seen anything like this before as far as what the, the concept seems to be. It comes from a couple different places. So I used to work as an administrator for a paper factory. We made envelopes. So the idea was is that we, uh, I would walk out onto the, onto, the, uh, onto the terminal floor. And during that time, um, you know, you, there would be these massive machines making this paper. And I would try to um, get a better understanding of what was going on, what was being made, how the process was, you know, how the process would work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in another part of the terminal, there would be these massive freight racks. And there would be these signs that would say, do not jump or play in between the freight racks. Now, me, playing video games that I do, I see that as an opportunity. I don't see that as a safety warning. I see that as an invitation. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm I'm saying to myself, well, I want to play on these damn things. What do I do? What do I do to make that happen? So as a couple months went on, I, uh, you know, you know, ideas started to come into my mind because, you know, I would get this, these great vibes when I would walk out there. And I'd be like, what, what's going on? What, what's, what's happening? Like, my brain is triggering something. I'm like, I didn't exactly know what. Right. So then one day, so one day, and this was going on for a while, but there was this one day in particular I had received, uh, the terminal manager would bring me, bring me these boxes of bad envelopes. Just, you know, look what this guy did today. This just cost us $10,000 product and blah, 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 you know? So, you know, so that happened for a while. And then as I, you know, so there was just this one particular day and I just, he showed me these envelopes and I'm looking at it. So he leaves and I'm just looking at it. I'm like, it just, it did, it just sparked. I said, I think, I think this is a character and boom. And then it just, then I just started writing stuff out, typing ideas out and just, I was done. I was finished <laughs> from that point. All of a sudden, I, I have this game about an envelope and, you know, inside a factory. So I, so I, so that night I call my programmer, uh, my programmer friend. I tell him about it. He was helping me with another game. I tell him about it. And he's like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> like, who the hell cares about an envelope? I'm like, I do. I'm like, and other people will. Maybe it'll be five people, but other people are going to care. We are indie. That's the whole point of this. Mm-hmm. So we just started making it. And he's so he first thing he asked, well, what direction are you trying to go in with this? Um, one of my favorite games that uh, played a played a role in, in, in the inspiration behind this was Limbo. And mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite indie games ever. I mm-hmm. mean, I was uh, the game just fascinated me in so many ways and creeped me out considering there was no blood per se. There, you know, there was, you know, like red blood. There were no colors, but it struck the imagination. And, you know, in my age, it takes a lot <laughs> to yeah. do that. When I'm five, it is easy. Anything sure is my, my imagination. But when you're, a, you know, you're a grown man, um, you know, yeah, it's a little different. But that game did it for me. So, those are the couple main inspirations behind that, and um, and it just kind of went from there. And you see it too, like when when the game starts. You know, you see, you know, the envelopes lying flat on the floor, you know, so when you push up, it just starts to, it begins to stand up. It kind of, it kind of unfolds itself. Same thing happens in Limbo, and which was frustrating to me because it's like, you know, the, the game just kind of takes you to the start of this level, 
but it doesn't really tell you anything. And I'm like, and then I just kind of, I'm hitting buttons on my controller. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? And I just happened to push up or A, I don't remember what it was. And it's eyes, just the, the boy's eyes just open up. I'm like, brilliant. But that was annoying because it was like, I'm like <laughs> it took me five minutes to figure out what the hell to even do. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for options. I'm waiting for this and that, that, that. Nope. No, it was done completely different. And I loved it after I got over the initial frustration of what to do. So, you know, so just things like that, you know, are what kind of helped put together what I've got. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing what it, where these inspirations come from, just the littlest things. And then it can just kind of take off into the direction like as you took it. I mean, who'd have thought, but it it does sound very fascinating. You know, as a a writer, I I definitely understand that, that idea of conceptualizing from just the most random places. So that's, that's really awesome. Now, how long did it take for you to develop the game from the moment you had the concept up until now? (laughs) three years three years pretty typical i think it's not bad and then was that was this just you or did you have like a team myself and one other person uh you know so i i i conceptualized everything Mm -hmm. and then um and then he did all the programming and the art you know i can you know i conceptualized a few things i did the level design i did i did some of the audio um and, and essentially the idea guy, and then he did the rest. We had a third guy come in to contribute a little bit of extra audio, mm-hmm. and that went really, you know, that went extremely well because, um, so like where you, when you play the demo, you won't hear it in the demo, but there will actually be music. So you won't, you, you know, in the demo, there won't be at the, at the first portion of episode one, there won't be music because, you know, and that's intentional for the sake of creating the ambiance, the, 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 the fear, that tension of this poor little thing just woke up in this, you know, surrounded by danger and tension. So we're just trying to establish that type of tone. And then when it gets to a point in the game in episode one where, you know, something happens and then it kind of does this leap of faith down and it drops and hits the ground. Now, you, you know, now there's this boom. Now we got to keep going. Even now, it's more important to go forward, and that's when you start hearing some music, which I took some inspirations uh, from Super Metroid, one of my other very favorite games of all time. You know, definitely Super Metroid. It's a very uh, Hitchcockian, I guess, in a way, where he used music only to benefit. Um, yeah. So very, very smart, man. That's that's awesome. How did you? How did, was this something that you'd always wanted to do? I guess since you were a kid. Did you, I mean, is that how you gotten into this business? Yes. I've wanted to, I mean, I've been playing video games since I was three, four years old. And um, the very first game, if you will, that I had seen was an Atari 2600, which was Pac-Man. Uh, my cousins next door at the time where, where we were living had bought it, got Atari 2600. I forgot what the occasion was, but the idea was they had Pac-Man and Asteroids. And there we were playing on our black and white TV and fascinated like what the hell is happening right now and so of course naturally i run to my parents it's like i want one too <laughs> flipping tables and calling people names strangers names outside because i was just that anxious and hyped up it was great but the idea was is that i my father um didn't get me an atari 2600 what he got me was a radio shack tandy trs 80 personal computer 
um, any true hardcore, uh, you know, or older, shall I say, um, I'm aging myself a little bit, um, <laughs> will know what that is. And it was a computer with the keyboard and everything that you plug to the back of a TV. And the, you know, but it wasn't, you know, and it had a cartridge slot and a tape slot on the side. And so the games were cartridges and it was just fantastic. I mean, you know, you had maybe, you know, you know, the size of games were, <laughs> if they were more than 50 or a hundred kilobytes, that was a lot. And I mean, kilobytes. And, but you were also able to learn how to program you're, you're able to do all these little things on, on this fascinating little setup. And that's where it be, you know, that, that's where things kind of started to begin with me. But the main spark is, because I, I, I was going to say trigger, but I think trigger is, is so overplayed now. Like everything triggers everything. It's like, shut You know, give me a spark. What was the spark? And my spark was a game called Outrun from Sega. And it was an arcade game. It was the first driving game yeah, that, that game. was not circuit racing. It was not laps. It was keep going. That's what it was about. It was about haul ass, enjoy the enjoy the view, and try to impress the girl on your passenger seat that's annoying you to death to try to slow down. And it's like, no, I'm supposed to go faster. Don't you realize what game we're in right now? So <laughs> the idea behind that was... When I, when I first played that, I played that at the Jersey Shore because I'm from New Jersey. And I was at the Jersey Shore on the boardwalk. And in this arcade, uh, I think it was in it was in a town, a short town called Kingsburg or Point Pleasant. And it was in this arcade. And Outrunner was right there. And there I was with the wheel, shifting gears. And, you know, as I'm going, I'm waiting for this thing to just lap. And, but all of a sudden, it hits this crossroad. And it splits. And it tells you go left or go right i'm like what are you talking about like i was you know and there i am I'm, I'm like 10 years old i'm like what the hell's going on right now so i'm like i just kind of swing left and there i'm going and then i start seeing the background and the colors and they're all changing and i'm like what is happening right now and all of a sudden i see this city or just some type of, of landscaping um environment this, you know this uh you know this background environment just kind of rise and I'm like, and I'm somewhere else. And I'm like, what just happened? And I was blown away. So there I was probably $10 later of quarters, just blown away by like, what the hell is happening? There's my mother pissed off. Why are you spending all this money? I ain't got this kind of money for you. And I'm like, you don't understand what just happened. So of course, there I am trying to explain to my mother who has no idea what, what what's even happening right now. Um, and, you know, and she's like, all right, we're leaving. So we left and... And just from that point on, I was like, I got it, you know, like I need more of this. So I started, I grabbed a notebook and a pencil and a pen and I started drawing up all these different city skylines, these different highways. What I'd ever realized <laughs> until probably four years ago, um, I was doing, I was creating a game design document, essentially. Right. I was creating a storyboard because I was creating pages upon pages of different scenes you know, and, you know, different backgrounds and city environments and mm -hmm. what it would look like. And, but it just, you know, but again, at 10 years old, the internet didn't exist. So I had nothing to tell me that's what I was doing. So there I was. And, uh, but only now, 
you know, now it's like, holy crap, you were game designing at 10 years old. You <laughs> moron. You didn't realize it. So. <laughs> and I got to say, you're a man after my own heart. I thought yeah. I was the only one who had a Tandy. And now I found the other. <laughs> I had a Commodore 64. Because everybody yeah. I've ever talked to looks at me like I'm crazy, like they have no idea what that was. But uh, I remember playing Dino Wars, Polaris, Spider Side. Those those were my games. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Candy Crew. Candy Crew. T Crew. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was wondering, what is a typical day in the development of Crumble? Crumple, what was it like? A typical day. So um, I wake up normally with a number of little ideas. Then that it, that idea process gets interrupted by my day job. So I have to go. So I have to, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry that I have to put it this way, but I have to pause that thought process and do my day job. But it doesn't work very well because the game idea thing just starts taking over into my regular day job thing. So it's it's it's. It's great for me, but not for anyone else on my day job who needs help with stuff. (laughs) That doesn't really help too much. But once I'm done, you know, then, you know, I'm hammering out ideas, Microsoft Word, Microsoft OneNote, pen and paper, whatever I can just are my best friends when it comes to writing something about an idea, a gameplay element, something. And then I'm reaching out to my programmer and I'm asking him, can we do this? And, you know, rarely does he tell me no, which is one of the most shocking things about Crumple, considering it's in Flash and how severely limited Flash is, um, you know, to see what we've done in Crumple for just episode one is a truly astounding thing to me because um, I didn't think we can pull off what we've pulled off in, in this game, which is why... I'm so excited for you guys, for everybody to be able to play this, and hopefully they'll appreciate what went into it, considering it's Flash. So, you know, so with all that, it's just my brain is going a million miles a second. Rarely does it quiet down. Fortunately, I don't lose too much sleep over it unless I allow it to. But, um, but yeah, it's just a lot of writing, typing, um, looking at references and just talking to my programmer and hoping that the wild idea I came up with, he can do it. And yeah. So, um, and also if the programmer even likes the idea. So, because as a game developer, you know, when you're running, when you're running the show and I think this is something, this is something that some teams I think fail to understand is that, just because it's your game, your idea, don't make your team feel like it's they're not a part of it. Don't make them feel like that that they are just helping. You need to make sure that they're a part of this too. And that's something I knew from day one that you know I wasn't going to do that because the reality is, without them, I don't have a game because I don't code, I don't draw, so those are two of my biggest problems right there. I don't animate. So I could never really do this on my own. And I had to accept that limitation a long time ago. And, you know, so with, you know, so, you know, but fortunately with my programmer, I was 
very blessed, very <laughs> fortunate to have someone as understanding and as gifted as he is to help me make this happen. Um, and others that have helped me, you know, especially with kinship and things like that, that I'm fortunate enough to have today. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. There's my other long-winded answer. So, by the <laughs> way, I should have said that as a disclaimer at the start of the thing. I don't do short-winded answers, so I apologize. Not a problem. just out and I lose it, so... That's absolutely fine. Well, you can tell he's passionate about this game. That's oh, yeah. what I like. And and we're we're big passionate supporters of indie games. Oh, yeah. So yeah, definitely. we're definitely rooting for you. I know I'm going to be playing it. Yep. You guys are going to be playing it. So the word's out there, man. We want to play Crumple, and we cannot wait. And how many episodes are you planning? So we're planning. Um, I was initially planning three. It might be four. Uh, four episodes. There will be a few connections to other games because it's not one thing I'm doing is I'm not trying to create just a game. I'm creating a universe. So there will be connections and surprise visits and cameos in other games that may not look or be related at all on the surface to other games. But because one of my strengths is storytelling and creating a little bit of a world and what happens, you'll see. (laughs) So there might be other, so it might, you know, so for this particular set of of circumstances for, for Crumple, um, because the entire, the entire basis is that it, it, you know, Envy wakes up in this massive, massive complex. So the idea is, is that when you get through episode one, you think, okay, great. We're out of this factory. But when episode two begins, it's going somewhere else. But within the confines of this massive complex, and that's where the that's where when episode two comes out, which by the way we've already begun work on a few months ago, is that things are not what they seem, um, and and you know and the danger is a lot more prevalent than initially uh, perceived in episode one. So once those four episodes are done. Um, you know, depending on how many people like it, I think a lot of people will enjoy it. I mean, just just to be able to play an envelope, and it's pretty cute. I'm not, yeah, I'm really I like, I liked it, but it's pretty damn cute. I'm just saying, <laughs> just saying, you know, no no piece of paper with two eyes should be that effing cute. <laughs> <laughs> but the but the idea is that um, I will probably do future games with Envy in it. You know, future Crumple games. But it'll be in other circumstances, other situations, because I see something really long term with, with with Crumple. I see something very, very, very long term. Um, yeah. So when you when episode one comes out, you know, God willing, this week, uh, and and you know, you I hope you guys beat it so you can see the ending. Because when you get to the end and you see that ending, then then things are going to open up with what's really going on in there. So. Yeah, cool. so stay tuned for that. What would you say uh, the difficulty level is? What would you uh, compare it to? Mm. So if we're so if we're doing a numerical scale one to ten, I would probably say I'd probably say a seven. Um, a I try to make it as gradual as we, we try to make it as gradual as possible. Um, so the player gets the feel for what it can do, what envy can do, but we try not to overdo it. And that was, but I will say that and any anybody watching this uh, that ha- runs a team or is a programmer they'll understand what i'm about to say here um one of the fun parts of game development is you know 
it, unless the game, the person running the team is super hardcore and obsessed with difficulty and pissing off humans and making children cry, <laughs> then it's going to be the programmer who wants it to make it as difficult as possible. My programmer, we've had to iter reiterate that game and redo areas of, the, uh, of episode one a lot because I would play these areas. I'd be like, why would you put that here? And he's like, they can figure it out. And I'm like, no, you can't do that. I'm like, the game's only a dollar pre-order. We're going to piss people off and like, and, you know, just, and hate mail and, you know, and, you know, and fire and fired up poop in front of my house. It's, it's going to happen. Like oh, yeah, you don't people want will do that probably. And so he was like, okay, okay, we'll lighten it up a little bit, make it easier. So, um, that's definitely one of the, but it's, it's fun. Cause it's like, I can see why you want to do that, but yeah, you know, balancing that difficulty, um, that's a chore, <laughs> that's a oh, yeah. huge chore in of itself. So I would say, I would comfortably say seven, The probably the hardest parts, um, and it won't even be the hardest parts because, I mean, unless you're paying attention, like if you're paying attention, it really won't be that difficult because one thing I wanted to make sure of, there's going to be various environmental puzzles, but every environmental puzzle will have an escape route. And you will see one of the things you want to make sure is, is that there'll be colored signposts throughout the episode. And there'll be one in particular that's like a light blue, like a light blue sign, which is essentially telling you go this way. It's essentially the easy way out. So if you get stuck on an environmental puzzle, you just can't figure out how to get through it. You'll still be able to take an escape route, but there will be consequences to that depending on how often you do that. And I've said too much. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. okay. I like we'll that just, idea. We'll, I like that. we'll run with it. That's fine. So uh, when exactly is uh, is is Crumple out now? It it should have been out last week. Okay. But we found some very last minute issues, which I'm glad we did, um, because the PC version was working fine. The Android Fire version, not the Android Fire. Listen to me. The Amazon <laughs> Fire version um, had a game crashing, freezing bug at the ending. And that's no bueno. So yeah. I had to make sure we fixed that. I had to change a few things. Um, I'm hoping uh, this week, next weekend, it'll be out and ready. Um, what I'm what I'm planning for this month is I'm planning it to be released on a few different platforms at a time. Um, I'm going to be starting with Game Jolt first, and then Humble Bundle. Uh, well, Humble. So I'm hoping to get at least those two taken care of. A bonus would be on the Amazon App Store as well. Mm -hmm. um, but then I'm aiming for after that will be, um, holy crap! I, I have this. I just I have okay. So Google Play. So we'll have it on Google Play because Amazon Fire is a modified version of Android. Mm -hmm. So if we can get it on Amazon, the Amazon Store. We can also get it on the Google Play Store. Um, I just registered to have it available. Probably the demo. We'll see if I can get the game game on there. But um, I want to get it on the Chrome web store because Chrome has a Flash accelerator built in because the game is in, built in Flash. So we're hope you know, the idea is that it'll run a little bit better on Chrome using, using its built in Flash accelerator. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, uh, Steam on Steam Direct, nice. which will probably be later in the month. 
but because I don't have a marketing PR team, that's what I have to, that's what I have to do. So, right. so I'm trying to just pace myself on these releases. Um, the bonus bonus after that would be on Xbox one through their creator program, the universal creators program, the windows creators program, mm-hmm. whatever the hell it's called. It's ID essentially Xbox. the new Xbox live indie game section where you can self publish directly without getting the approval of Microsoft per se. Um, so, that's a hope right now, but it has to run on Windows 10. That's the condition. So we have to see how we can make that happen. Is uh so that would be the the indie the thing for uh, Microsoft? Would that be the ID at Xbox? So what that's called? So ID at Xbox. Um, that's where there's there's a bit of a more of a formal process behind that. I did that already for Crumpled, and they said not you know they didn't consider it yet. Um, the other game I'm working on, Kinship. They're considering that for that, so we'll see. Um, but that's where they recommended, you know, the uh, the other win- the Windows Creator platform, where it could be in their indie indie self publishing section. So. Gotcha. Is uh, Kinship any? Is it near completion? Is it anything that you'd want to discuss? I don't want to. I don't want to push it. Push it out there if you're not ready to to talk about it yet. Nah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not at all that that, that type of person. I, I'm not. I. I share what I know, and <laughs> kinship is definitely a long ways off right now. Okay. Kinship, kinship. When kinship is finally done, I'm gonna have a lot more to say about that game and what I went through to get that game done compared to Crumple. Crumple, all things considered, was very um, straightforward. Probably because it was just one other guy and myself, and he understands the nooks and crannies and the and, and the pros and cons of all of this and what's involved. So we just got things done and made things work. Kinship has been a lot greater of a challenge, but it's also going to be incredible when it comes out. So I don't foresee that game out for probably another year, um, at least. Um, We've been working on it off and on for a couple of years. So, Um, but I'm hoping to have a demo, a small demo for Kinship later in the summertime. So crossing fingers, we'll see. (laughs) It looks nice. That game does. Yeah, I, I, we've watched that video. I showed it to him. Uh, I think one of the last ones that you shared, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It, it reminded me a lot of uh, I said Life Force. I think they said like Defender or yeah. Nemesis. But yeah, I, I really dug the uh, the look and aesthetic of it for sure. Thank you, thank you. So uh, as far as where we can find Crumple, you said it's going to be on PC or, or I guess various places on PC. Game Jolt. Yeah. Um, Humble, humble, Kindle, Fire, and then possibly yeah. Steam, and then other other platforms permitting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, yeah, cool, cool. Absolutely. Well, guys, there you have it. Uh, Gabe, it was uh, wonderful for you to come on here. Definitely come back next time when Kinship is coming out. Uh, I'd definitely yeah. love to talk about that with you. Crumple is coming out hopefully this week on various platforms. Gabe, uh, thank you for doing this interview with us, definitely. man. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Again, we really hope this this works out for you. Good luck. Thank you guys so much for this today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, take care, man. All right, cheers, guys. I'm really looking forward to that game, guys. That should be a, a lot of fun. I'm kind of hoping it'll do well. So uh, anybody listening, please remember Crumple. Definitely like and look for it. What Definitely I love, check it out. Why do you keep talking when I'm talking? Because I like interrupting <laughs> you. Yeah, I know. But like, I love the fact that he has... 
and I, de- I never even thought about this, mm-hmm. but a whole universe. He's creating a universe with yeah. just an envelope. He's thinking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That is, uh, I'm way I got ahead. excited about that. Yeah. And then you start thinking about other characters making cameos. Yeah. You're going to see Envy in other games and stuff like that. And, and it's all going to pertain to Crumple yeah. and this universe he's creating. That's that's pretty cool. I think a good writer does kind of create their own universe. They don't do it intentionally. It just happens. Because right. they start thinking of all the things they want to kind of bring in and see their characters intertwined with other characters. Things like that. I read this week, or I saw this week, how detailed Stephen King's own books, the universe in which he created. I didn't know there was a universe. I thought everything was just self-contained. They're all intertwined. It's, it's all insane. in the dark tower. <laughs> yeah, it's insane how tied together they are. Like right. there are characters in certain books who know characters from other books, and they're they're minute little things, but they're all connected. That right. just shows that it's all in the same place. World. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's kind of like he was, you know, in the yeah. interview, like he was saying, it's, it's really small, you know, connections, but mm-hmm. there is connections. Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It really is. All right, guys, you ready for today's retro review? Oh, I don't know. I'm kind of excited. We didn't do I'm this nervous. last week. No, I'm we nervous. didn't. I'm nervous. Okay. What is it? Are we ready? Yeah. yeah. We're going back Wait, to- wait, wait. Before you do it, please, please uh, uh, just say something about Super Hot. Super Hot? Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I want you to... I want this game, and and, I, and if anybody's listening, I just want them to know this game is, is really cool. Okay. It's cool. If, if I didn't... I think I, I mentioned it a little last week, but I've been playing it a little bit more this week. Super Hot is what VR was made for. Mm-hmm. This is the game you have to have for VR because you can feel like such a badass dodging bullets like Neo from the Matrix it's unreal I like to feel like I'm John Wick and there's the, oh, yeah. yeah I mean however you want to do it right. I mean I'd love to stream the way I do things on this game but I will say now I've had to play standing up I've played a few VR games before where you're kind of sitting down but this is a game do not sit down. I think you can actually get a trophy if you sit down, but I haven't <laughs> tested that yet. I just happened to notice in one of the areas, it's kind of like your stationary spot between levels. Right. You can look off to your uh, to your right, and there's a list of objectives or something like that. And one, I think it was like, what are you doing? And it shows a couch. So I guarantee <laughs> you it's it'll detect you sitting down. Oh, I'm right. sure. <laughs> so... I haven't tried that yet, but it still is it's pretty neat. But anyway, this is a game I recommend you definitely stand up for. When I have played, apparently I move all around the room and do not realize it. I feel like I'm standing stationary. <laughs> That's the way I feel too when I'm playing. <laughs> but I have ran into walls, my TV, everything because I'm getting into it. And when I say I'm getting into it, you just feel like such a badass. Case in point, there's a, a level starter it starts you off with two knives. Right. Okay. As soon as you grab the knives, you've got two guys on your left and on your right. Or one guy on your left, one guy on your right. Okay. Now, when I first start this level, the very first time, I'm like grabbing the knives. I'm looking around like, oh, and I'm just kind of jabbing at them because I don't know what else to do. It's just your first inkling of the stab. You know, how are you going to attack? You just, uh, you stab. It works. But once you have to replay the level, because you have to replay these or you have to play these as one uh, stretch. Right. So if you lose one, you have to go all the way back. Right. So it's about four levels, I'd say, or four setups that you have to get through. On this first level? 
for for a complete level. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So yeah. you'll have one setup you got to complete, and another, another, another. But once you're done with that, you're done. Right. So it can be frustrating because you have to start all over. But at the same time, you remember how you're taking care of all the others, so you get better at it. Right. So with that in mind, once I was having to replay this level over and over because I was getting frustrated, I started just grabbing the knives, and as soon as I start, I just swipe out. So I never even look at the guys. I'm just swiping and then dropping them, and I keep moving. Can you throw the knife? Yes. Does that kill them? If you hit them, you have to aim it in their direction. I'm still working on that. How do you throw a knife? Is it just like the grab the trigger, and then when you yeah, you'll have it in your hand, but you have to have the button held like you're going to throw it, and then you just kind of aim it and then let off, let it go. Right. Not Not the controller. Yeah. It's, Try not it's a to little controller. <laughs> yeah, it's a little tricky. I did read you need to wear your hands, your straps on. I, yeah, I absolutely believe that. But again, that motion, doing something like that, like a badass, like you're not even paying attention. You're. I was so it's frustrated. I was like, video him playing this game. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Because I don't, I didn't care about these guys anymore. I was so mad. I, I killed was just so like, many times. So you already know drop, what to do. Go. Yeah. And here comes another guy. There was another spot. I actually learned this the last time I was playing. And this just made me feel like even more of a badass. You're in a kitchen. And there's a guy in front of you. There's a guy to the right of you. There's another guy off in the distance to the right of you. And then another guy up on a balcony. Right. My first instinct is everyone's got a gun and they're aiming at me. And I'm like, oh, God, what am I going to do? Because that's what you see. First thing I see in front of me is a frying pan. Grab the frying pan. What do I do with it? Deflect bullets. So I've got a shield. (laughs) And then I grab the gun. Pow. Pow, oh, and I just cool. keep moving, but the the you use the frying pan as your shield because nothing moves unless you move. Exactly. Well, I think it you moves. It's just like really slow. Very very slow. Yeah. You to speed up time, you have to be motion yes. right. in motion in some way. So I'll sit there and swivel my hand a little bit with the controller to make it move. So if I know that I've got three or four bullets coming at me, I can observe them. Right. And then just kind of get into a position, move my hands. And then just go with it. So see, I don't want to see that. I just want to see you then move your hands. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's having a seizure. It's fine. It's fine. He's having is a seizure. Okay. Oh no, no, he's moving the bullet. Sorry, but no, I, I definitely recommend Super. I Hot. love the art direction they took on that game because I don't know if it would be as fun if it didn't look like that. It looks like you're in Tron. Or yeah, like that. I mean, it, as simple as it is, it does work. Yeah. So I'm I'm fine with it because of the whole idea of it bullets whizzing by your head. Especially when you've got a shotgun, because we're talking about six or seven bullets at a time, yeah. a spread. So right. those are very difficult to try and figure out how I'm going to get around this. So you feel like a schmuck when you're bent all over like a pretzel trying to avoid <laughs> every bullet. Spray. So, yeah, it's it's cool. How much but is that game? I think it's 20 but a PSN price when I got it was 15 Okay. So you may you may get it for a discount. 20 bucks. that's... It's not bad at all. That's for what you're getting, good. it's yeah. fine. Yeah. I would pay 20 bucks for it. Have you went all the way through it? Not yet, it, because it is intense. By the time I finished uh, Friday, I think I was playing Friday, I was hot. I had, <laughs> I had to take it off. Super I was sweating. <laughs> but you feel so good. I was super yeah. hot. Does it say super hot? It does. Once, you, once you're done hot. with a complete level, that's when you know, because it'll go super hot. Super hot. You're like, I am hot. You just feel like a badass. Yeah. Cool. Because the last one is where they really challenge you. You've got to really figure those out. Okay, let's move on with it. All right. Retro <laughs> review. What I'm I'm in, I'm really excited about today. We're going back to the NES. Now. Again. Ooh, we yeah, always go to the NES. We, we, I love the NES. I did too. 
RC Pro-Am. Oh, I got it right over there. You remember RC Pro-Am? Yeah, oh yes, I loved it. Love that game. All right. Uh, RC Pro-Am was released on the NES in North America in March 1988, then in Europe on April 15th the same year. It is presented in an overhead isometric perspective, single-player races with uh, like radio-controlled cars, Yes, right? they're radio-controlled yeah. cars. Oh, it's like a top-down racer deal? Kind of, yeah. It's kind of top. It's not exactly top-down. Kind of off this, you know. I think I know what you're talking about. Mm. I, think I, was, yeah. I think they had the ar- right they have arcade for it, right? Uh, no, you're thinking of uh, you're thinking of like I was thinking like the Baja thing. Yes, okay, that's yeah. what you're thinking of. Uh, you raced with uh, three other vehicles, collected items that would improve your performance, like turbo acceleration. Yeah, you grabbed the motor. Uh, there were engines that would improve your speed, sticky tires for better traction and handling. You Eat also those had, arrows. Yeah, the arrows. Uh, you had to avoid hazards like oil slicks and rain puddles because they would either spin you yeah, out spin. or slow you down. Yeah. Uh, you could the collect sound when you hit those puddles. <laughs> uh, you could collect uh, missiles and bombs uh, to combat the other vehicles. I think that was actually probably one of the first times you did that in the game. Uh, yeah. As far as a racing game. I think you're right, yeah. That uh, missile was just straight on, just blew them up. And the oh, car yeah. would... And it would just look like a pile of mush. There's the cover for it. Okay. I think I remember that? Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Now, you could also collect uh, letters on each track to spell out Nintendo, which would upgrade your vehicle. Yeah. Then you'd go to a truck. Uh, I think you'd upgrade to a four-wheeler and then an off-roader if you continue to do that. The game was also ported over to the Sega Genesis in 1992 as Championship Program with enhanced graphics and additional features. Uh, it was also followed uh, by with two sequels, uh, Super RC Pro-Am in 91 and RC Pro-Am 2 in 1992. And Super RC Pro-Am on the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. Listed by video game reviewers as one of Rare's first successful NES titles. Uh, it's one of those days. RC Pro-Am was well received for its visuals, sound, gameplay, and enjoyability. It, it distanced itself from earlier racing titles using that overhead instead of a first-person perspective. Uh, a lot of games uh, have cited inspiration like Super Off-Road, Rock and Roll Racing, and even Mario Kart. Yeah, Mario Kart would be, uh, to me, probably pulled a lot from it because of the, you know, being able to shoot and yeah. stuff like that. And mm-hmm. just the controls on that game were tight, and Mario Kart's controls are tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not many, like, that's probably like the first kart racer, that little RC Pro-Am. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's appeared on many top game of all time lists for NES libraries, and it was uh, later included in Rare's Rare Replay compilation for the Xbox One. The game sold 2.3 million copies worldwide and made Rare into a major developer for NES. Uh, I think this was definitely before Rare popped, but it, but this this showed their potential. I think. Yeah. You know because they did make. I think we'd mentioned before Wizards and Warriors uh, for NES. That was one of the games that I used to love, but it wasn't it wasn't a, <laughs> a great game, but it was fun. It was fun. I've yeah. got it over there. I mean, it, it had its its quirks and things like that that were frustrating about it, but it was still fun. So, I dig it. RC Pro-Am was a fun game. If you haven't played it, you have to check it out sometime, if you can. What does it look like on the replay? The rare replay? Does it, did they I think change it I think all? it's a direct uh, port. Like an emulation, so it looks exactly the, the same. I think it's exactly like it. I would hope it. so. Anyway. I'm gonna play it tonight, but it's fun. 
Well, I think we're going to move on to our next segment, Ask John. Oh, yeah, we got we one. Have we have a question that we've been hanging on to for weeks now. Two, yeah, we had somebody weeks. message it in, guys. Three, three weeks. Yes. So, uh, John, yes. if I may, our question is, what is the mating ritual of a rhinoceros? All right, guys. Fasten your seatbelts for this roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got the, the Papa Rhino. He's out there in the... African wilderness. He's They're from stuff. Africa, right? They're from mm-hmm. Africa. Mm-hmm. He's out there in the the lands, strutting his stuff. You know, you know when it's about that time, get all hot and sexy with the mama. He's got to get that <laughs> horn shiny. So he's getting out there and he's strutting that horn on the ground. He's finding a rock, a tree. Just you, you don't want to chip your horn though. He's got to shine it up. You huh? Chip it. Oh, no, he don't chip it. That thing's hard as a rock. You know what I'm saying? Oh. When it's that time of the month, it gets hard as a rock. You know what I'm saying? So he's out there shining it up, getting all the dead, dead skin and stuff. He's out there just, you know what I'm saying? That's a cow, you idiot. So he, you know, but he's got, you know, he's shining up, but he's looking for his mama, mama rhino. Like he's looking for. So incest? What? Mama rhino? Well, he's the papa rhino. He's got to find the mama rhino so they can make a baby rhino. Okay. Okay, so he's got to find the mama. (laughs) What's the mate? What's the? Well, mama, I mean, he's got to look for that right one. Mama's out there. He's got to find that rhino. How's he know? She poops and she does the helicopter. <laughs> you ever seen that? <laughs> that's the that's it for the mama. When he the sees chair. that, he's like, "There she is." Ooh, I really like that. She's cleaning it up for him. Yeah. That's what she's doing. She's cleaning that area up for him. So she's that's how he knows. It's like when she gets done pooping, she's ready to go. Look at that helicopter. Damn, yeah. what she's but you know, you know, she's he's got to find it first because um, they don't travel in packs and stuff like that. At least I don't think they do. So she poops in there. Yeah. The yes. She she's cleaning off the area for him. She uses poop to like clean her. Don't ask me, man. The rhinos. They ain't got big brains. But yeah, that's the mating ritual of a rhino. When you see that twirling, you better watch out. Cause that Papa Rhino's on the way and he's coming in hot. Coming in Super hot. Super hot. <laughs> oh my goodness. Please ask another question like that next week, Please. somebody. Please. Somebody, come on. We just look, look at all the, the culture you just got. You thought yeah, this was a podcast you about video just got games. some learning today. That's got right. Learned. Oh pooped in the helicopter. Yeah, doing that's the helicopter how he picks it out. Yeah, like if there's four there, her helicopter is not as impressive as that. Oh, one. it's got to be like like a straight up fur loss spreader, man. Just going everywhere. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Do you think? Do you think that there's some rhinoceros that doesn't have standards? They just gonna hit whatever no, helicopter they, they can. They got standards. You know that's why they're so rare around. That's why they're on the endangered species. So they really picky. I mean, they 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 picky. Is there a rhinoceros for every other rhinoceros? I mean, if he gets that that special poop slinger, that's a special rhino right there. I just remember you. that, I love ladies and gentlemen. Huh? I love you today. <laughs> just saying. There's a special poop slinger for everybody in the life. Well, this has been a lot of fun and educational. But we are going to wrap it up. We do appreciate those who are listening, whether it be through iTunes, Google Play Music, or even Podbean. Download their app now and download our podcast along with many others so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. And YouTube. You can also find our podcast on YouTube as well, giving our listeners yet another option to find us. That's right. Please feel free to like our episodes and let us know if you've enjoyed them. And please leave us a comment, good or bad. We would like to know how we are doing. Please. We need to improve. We can only do it if we know we need to. Yes. Oh, dude, I want to give a shout out to uh, Pokemon Go East Coast. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Like, they've been sharing everything. 
share and almost every episode, I just want right? them to know that I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, we really nice appreciate that yeah. as a group. Absolutely. We've done it every time we've had a podcast, and... I just I really appreciate it's that. Nice it yeah. does mean it does mean a lot. We do appreciate it. We pay attention. Any, to any that. little support we're like we Santa can Claus. <laughs> we're probably not going to bring you a gift on Christmas, but we do pay attention to that. You get our you get our absolute and undying love. We do appreciate it. Uh, you can also leave us comments on our Facebook page. You can look us up under Super Mega Crash Brothers. You mm-hmm. can join our page, join our community page that we have set up now, and start a conversation. Let us know what you think. And even start a topic and talk to us about us, and maybe we'll discuss it on our next episode. And if you want to show some support to the show, you can go to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions to give a little money and receive exclusive benefits not available anywhere else, such as behind the scenes photos, videos, as well as early access content. Like uh, Man Cave stuff. That is right. Man Mm -hmm. Cave is another one of our projects that we do. Well, guys, that has been our show. Uh, anything you'd like to, to say before we go? David Morrissey just got cast as Mark Anthony and Julius Caesar. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> you just said anything. I just threw that out there. Yeah, he did. <laughs> there you go. You just got a little, little movie news that'll be outdated by the time this gets yeah. out. All right. <laughs> Dolphins just signed Jay Cutler. <laughs> I don't care. This He's is a gaming Nashville. podcast. We yeah, don't care about that stuff. Hey, that's on Madden. He's going to be on Madden. Okay, that's going to be those games. All right, yeah, you Jesus. just... You... Oh, oh, this... Oh, Dragon Quest Two Builders announced for PS4 and Switch. You can swim now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're out. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm done with this show. For so, the day. <laughs> until next time, I'm Stephen White. And I am Todd Stark bringing and... you all the news. John, hold on. <laughs> Excuse me. You can go now. And I'm John Taylor, and I'm holding on. All right, guys, we'll see you next episode. Until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.